1: Come on. Shout joyfully. you got to shout a praise in your voice today. Come on, somebody. Shout Jesus. Come on. It's the name above every other name. Shout Jesus. Come on, somebody. Lift him up with your praise. Hallelujah. What a great joy of the Lord is in this house today. Amen. Come on, anybody happy to be in God's house? What a great place to be. We're not locked down. We're able to gather. We're not watching online. We're here in the house of God. Since we came, let's have a good time today. Let's enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ. It's my honor to be here. Thank you worship team for leading us in the presence of God. And aren't you glad for a a team that prepares to lead us into the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My voice does not normally sound like this. You're gonna help me preach, aren't you? Amen, is this a preaching church? Come on, is it a preaching church? You got an amen? Come on, anybody got a yes? Come on, anybody got a little bit of tapping of your feet? A little bit of lifting of your voice? Come on, because if you agree then God can do anything. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. You all are about to lift the roof off of this place today. My, 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 my. Praise God. I'm trying to get all situated up here and hopefully I can accomplish that. But it's been a great um, privilege of mine as your pastor has mentioned um, to connect. In fact, Brother Akil, I've never told you this and um, probably, I would say probably um, back in maybe mid-2000s, 2015-ish, I don't know, you were at a, Because of the times, and I was with uh, my associate pastor, Dan McLeod, and we didn't know each other at that time, but I remember seeing you across the way, and I knew at that point, and that time, that one day our paths would cross, amen. I knew one day our paths would cross, and there's something about it when you have the same path and the same calling as somebody that God just has the way of running you past those people at the right time. And now's the right time. Come on, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Praise God. And to obviously get to know his family, beautiful children, helping in the work of God, Sister Sarah, and these great kids. Look at this right here, isn't she beautiful? This girl's beautiful. She has such a glow of the presence of God. She's for the Lord, brother and t- sister Thompson. She's for the Lord. She's for the Lord. And that young boy of yours, that your strength. That's your strength right there. Come on. That, that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good guy right there. Man. And he we're already friends because he uses a canon, not a Nikon. <laughs> All you Nikon people out there, I forgive you anyway, I'll show you the way more perfectly after. <laughs> Any camera people out there? Oh, man. Canon's the way. If you don't know the way, Canon's the way. Anyway, I'm going to get you to turn in your Bible to 2 uh, Chronicles, or sorry, Second Samuel chapter number 5. And just while you're doing that, I just can't uh, go beyond, but by uh, congratulating you and, and honoring all of you and I have so much to say my heart is full I look around and see this great crowd here today and I'm just honor you today for for gathering for being the saints of God God's going to greatly use you going to greatly use you He already is but it's going to be even greater as we serve a great God Don't we serve a great God Amen Hallelujah Hallelujah I feel joy in the house of the Lord, joy, 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 do you know, can I just do a little preach pause here, do you know that you can do your best with joy, you operate at your best with joy, there's three things you need in your life, this isn't in the notes, so this is free, turn to your neighbor and say it's free, (laughs) you need, you need three things in your life, you need love, you need joy, and you need peace and all of those three things are here in this place today you feel me you feel me it's what the world wants it's what the world searches for but we have it here it's free You don't got to pay for it, Jesus already paid for it. Love, joy, and peace. The Bible says in the Holy Ghost. It's because Jesus has sent His Spirit that there's love, there's joy, there's peace in the Holy Ghost. And when you get love, and when you get joy, and when you get peace, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You'll get a promotion when joy is on your countenance people don't hire degrees they hire people they hire good people and there's a whole lot of good people in this room and when you connect to jesus you're going places i'm telling you this year at our church in the middle of the pandemic there were so many promotions so what you're reading there is very important you know why because you're speaking something into the atmosphere The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. If I were you all, I wouldn't wait for Sunday to pray that. I'd be praying that every day. I'd be praying it every day. I'd memorize that. You say, is that really true? Is there going to be really checks in the mail? 100%. I know a a person that would have been praying that and the guy came to the church and somebody had passed away and they, she wanted to give the money to a church. And it was like in the equivalent of, we'll say, uh, roughly around $250,000. It was an estate. And because that person was speaking the blessing of God and getting ready to receive the blessing of God, that person passed away and they found that church and that pastor and said, Hey, we want to bless this church with this estate. Gave them about $250,000. Now, some of us, and I just want to make this clear at the beginning, we don't, we're not here to talk about money, but we all need money, right? Now, how many people, if someone came by and says, you know what, I want to give you $250,000 raise, how many people say, no, not me? Nobody would do that. So we need to learn to rejoice when God wants to bless the church, right? How many people know the devil's had it long enough? The devil's had it long enough. He's been messing people up with it long enough. But we're not going to mess that way. We're going to invest it in people. We're going to pour it back into our communities. We're going to invest in lives and watch it transform. And it was getting kind of funny, Pastor Akil, at one church. It getting kind of funny because people are getting jobs. People that had no jobs. They were getting government jobs. They were getting jobs that people would just just love to have, but God blessed them one after another. There's one lady in the the history of our church, she had lost her job, she called me crying on the phone, and I said, look, God's going to take care of it, prophecy, spirit of prophecy, a prophetic, a a word of the future came over me, and I said, look, God's about to bless you, and in two weeks, God gave her a job with $10,000 more. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Do you need God to help you today? Do you need God's blessing on your life today? Well, you're in the right place because you're going to hear the Word of God, and the Word of God has all power. The Word of God has all power. As we align ourselves with God's Word, then God aligns us with His purpose, and listen, with His purpose is His provision. With his purpose is his provision. So align yourself today with the work and the will and the word of God. And God's blessing will be on your life. You don't got to fight for it. We don't got to stress over it. God's provision is there for the church. So that everybody shout, that's free. That's free. Amen. So, 2 Samuel. I'm going to read it. you guys have it on the screen? Where can I read this? All right. Oh, things are just appearing everywhere. Where where am I looking? (laughs) There you go. Nova Scotians aren't too bright, apparently. So then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. It says, In times past when Saul was king over us, it was you who led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord said to you, you shall be shepherd of my people Israel and you shall be prince over Israel. Verse number three, it says, all the elders of Israel came and the king to Hebron and the king made, the king David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord and the anointed David king over Israel. And David was 30 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 40 years. And Hebron He reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. And the king and and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, you will not come here, but the blind and the lame will ward you off. Could you put down your Bible, your glow-in-the-dark Bible, whatever you have, put your hands in the air. I wanna preach to you today about the city of David. Could you lift up your hands? I'm gonna pray over us. Let's get in position to receive the word. Father, God, I thank you for the beautiful body that you've gathered here today thank you for every person god this is my first time god i'm sure there are other people here for the first time but god let them feel at home let them know god that they are part of this journey that they didn't walk in here by accident jesus i thank you for nikki today that i met god my jamaican sister god bless her today in this congregation let her know she's a part of something great let her know god that you orchestrated her steps guide her i pray in the mighty name of Jesus come on give God praise for it as you're seated come on give God praise shout hallelujah 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 Jesus name you may be seated hallelujah amen ten years ago my wife and myself and a gentleman some of you might know because I believe he has spoken here he was my associate pastor his name is Dan McLeod now a missionary and uh, all right, all right. And him and I, uh, and together with our wives, uh, moved to the city of Halifax to plant a church in the downtown core, which would be the second busiest street in all of Atlantic Canada. And God used us to, to raise up a church. So what I am experiencing here this morning is more home to me than anything else that I do. I preach at churches, and I I, I get the privilege to, to to minister to more established churches. But what we are doing today here, what I would call a mobile church, um, I, I feel at home in that. I feel I feel like that's where I belong. In fact, Pastor Kil, I wouldn't want to pastor an established church. I, I I have a heart to start churches. I, I love starting churches. I, that is the will of God. That is the plan of God. You know, in the Bible, the the, the original church was a mobile church. Because in in the Old Testament, if you were familiar with it, God gave them this thing called a tabernacle. And at any given time, when God would speak, they would pack up the tabernacle and they would move it to a different location. It was the first mobile church. That's what it was. It was a mobile church. And it was a church plan. It was moving to different locations until it rested at its final destiny. And the final destiny that it eventually rested at was at the city, what the Bible calls the city of David. Can you say the city of David? How many people have heard that before, the city of David? All right. The city of David. And so when we read in our text today, what you are catching up to is the, the, basically the, the, the point of, of reference when they would move from a place called Hebron, where David was brought up, and they would move from Hebron into the place of Jerusalem, which was known as later as the city of David. Now I know we we have gathered from all kinds of different places here today and perhaps you've come from a different place in the world and you've arrived in Mississauga. But you know what? God has directed your steps. God has brought you here to be a part of something extraordinary. God has called you to be a part of something that is not only changing Mississauga but is changing the greater Toronto area. I preached at our camp meeting this week, and there's a thing that God taught me in the 10 years of planting a church. And God has taught me that what we do in the beginning of a thing determines the end of a thing. And I can tell by the beginning of this thing that you have some great things in mind for the ending of a thing. You know why? Because when I arrived here I was greeted three times by somebody. It was very clear for me that you were expecting me. There were some banners waving out there at me and there was a special spot for me to park my car. When I walked in people were kind to me. People didn't judge me. That tells me that you're expecting something greater than what you see right now. Bro, I I like you. I don't even know you, but I really like you. You, I like you. Because you know why? You're humble, and and you're anointed, and God's going to make many more people like you. Do you see this man? This is a humble man. He's a man of God, and God's hands on his life, and there's going to be many more people like him in this church that, come on, that resemble the love and the worship that he has for God. It's coming, my brother. It's upon you. Jesus name you might be here today I'm Nikki are you there I'm so bad I'm so bad at embarrassing people Nikki wave at me she's my buddy I just met her it's our first Sunday together so when I come back here you're gonna be here and we're buddies okay don't move out of Mississauga we're buddies she's my Jamaican sister because back home we, we have all kinds of Jamaicans they're Jamaican me crazy I ain't playing I ain't playing. <laughs> Some of you will get that later. You know, Just think about it. Go back and watch the, the, the live stream. But you know what? You got to be good to your Jamaican sisters. They bring you food from Jamaica. See? I know how it works. <laughs> I, I ain't playing, man. I'm in it for the food. I'm in it for the food. <laughs> right? I'm looking forward to getting food after this. Anybody like food? praise God, we could lose it right here, we could lose it right here, do you know what, but it's something exciting about about a church plan, about a mobile church, God has brought you all together for a purpose, and it doesn't matter if you don't even know anybody in here, that's okay, you're going to catch up, you're going to catch up. You're going to get to know people. You belong here. That's what all this is all about, because you belong here. They're, they're making a way. This church is making a way for you so that your life can be blessed, so that God can bless your family, so God can do something on your job, so God can do something in your relationships. That's what God's up to. That's what God's up to. Back in Halifax, we, many times, you know, we, 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 we watch God do a, do a great thing and transform lives. I'm telling you, there are so many people in our church, now. I come back to this, but God has blessed them so much. I mean, some of them, they didn't have a car. They were like riding scooter, and, and the wife was on the back, and they're riding a scooter all through town. Now they got two cars. Now they got a house, and now they got a business. Right? Because God will do it like that. Because we're aligned to something bigger. And God's not just blessing us to, to try to make our, our standard of living better. That's, our, that's not what he's up to. But he wants our standard of giving to be better. He wants us to give to the church. He wants us to give to this community. He wants to give to others. I'm going to tell you something. i will tell you something about finances. And I talked to the sisters there. We don't, we don't have to worry about money. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't worry about money. Because if you worry about money, you're not worried about the kingdom. So do you think God wants you stressed about your money? He doesn't. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you if you'll align for the kingdom, if you will use it for the kingdom, if you will say, God, this is for you. We call it the open hand at one church. If you keep your hand open, God could maybe maybe take 20 bucks out of it, but he also can put 200 bucks back in it. But if I close my hand, come on, I, I have nothing. So is there anybody here with an open hand? Is there anybody here who says, God, you can take what's in my hand because I believe you're going to put something better in it. think of this would you take from your son twenty dollars and just rob your son of twenty dollars you didn't plan on putting something back get better in it you can see him after church and thank me for that right because that's fathers don't do that that's cruel fathers don't do that if God asked you for your 20 bucks in the offering and you're like oh Jesus I got to pay for this do you know what God is trying to do God is trying to test you to see if you learn to trust him. You see, every test is about, every test is about, every test is about, come on, because he's the father. What does a father do? He teaches the children so the children can go up and know things for themselves. And if God ever brings you through something and challenges you, he's trying to teach you something in your walk with God that you can trust him. I don't argue with God. I don't argue with God. I can't tell you how many times that I've emptied my pockets or emptied my bank account and give everything to Jesus. I'm telling you. I can't tell you how many times I've done that, but I don't argue with God anymore. Because if He ever tells me, if He ever tells me, hey, I need that, that I'm going to give it to Him because I know He's a good Father. He'll never fail me. Do you know, there's... There's one thing that that we need to understand as Christians. There's one thing that we need to understand right from the get-go is that very principle, is that God is a good Father. that He loves us deeply. He loves us deeply. Even when we fail Him, even when we come short, even when we feel like we've let Him down and we are not worthy, God still loves us while we were yet sinners. Jesus died for us. He came all the way for us. Do you think that Jesus would shed his precious blood and say, well, they made one mistake. I think I'm done with him. Do you think that his blood has a little bit more value than that? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. You know why? Uh, I love the name of this church because there's extraordinary potential in this room. Come on. There's extraordinary potential in this room. Extraordinary potential. It's in this room. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm just gonna be straight up. Can I be straight up? I'm a straight up kind of guy. I don't even I don't even talk slow like this. Most of the time I'm talking so fast you can't even make me out. But I gotta something up with my voice. But I'm telling you, there's such destiny on this place. I'm telling you, you don't have to clap, but I'm telling you, there is such destiny on this place. I can't, even, I can't even tell you, but it's all through this room, Akhil, it's, 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 like, it's like going through every chair. It's touching every person. It's, it's, it's all over this place. It's all over this place. It's all over this place. Don't you want to be a part of it? Don't you want to connect to it? Don't you want to be a part of something extraordinary? Right? It's here. I'm not trying to even pump you up. I'm just telling you, it's here. It's here. It's here. When you hang around something big, you become big. All right. All right. Hello, somebody. I said when you hang around something big, you start to become big. You start to act a little bit bigger when you begin to hang around big things. I'm gonna, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you I'll tell you a true story. i tell you a true story. I have a family of seven. I was the youngest. I had two brothers. One of my brothers was a, I don't know if you know what this means, but he was a golden glove champion boxer. So that's kind of a big deal, right? And and, and where we come from, he was the best fighter in all of the Maritimes. Really good scrapper. So six years older than me, I really looked up to him. But brother, I'm just going to tell you, we say brother and sister sometimes, but because we've been around this a while because we are brothers and sisters, right? But when we started our church, we didn't really use that lingo. You know what? because people don't necessarily understand it, but I just want to make it clear. We are our brothers and sisters. Y'all got that? Y'all got that? So I'm just going to call you bro. <laughs> so I tell you what happened. So my brother was such a good fighter. He was so, so well-known in my community that because I grew up under him, listen to me, because I grew up under him, y'all follow me, I grew up under him, I started to emanate what he had. I didn't have it for myself yet, but I began to emanate what he had, and yes, it cost me uh, you know, a few fists flying sometimes, because that's the way we grew up before Christ. Everybody say BC. Everybody got a BC in their life, right? Got to go from BC to EC, I guess. I think you should just kind of patent that. Come on, anybody going to go from BC to EC? Come on, you tell your friends, you got to go from BC to EC. you got to come on out right now. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I start to emanate it because he had it. I'm going to tell you, it got on me, and it began to change my, my mindset. It began to change my confidence. And I started to become a boxer. I started to do that. And, and, and it just, it's just something that got on me. And it, and it carried, with, carried to, to this very day. It formed me. And do you know what? That's what David was. it was a warrior from a little guy i want you to hear me david was a warrior from a little guy it was inside of him he had some big brothers he did he had some brothers that were already off to war so i imagine that david wanted to be like those brothers you know he was an aerial warrior people think well he just played with this little slingshot you know shooting tweety birds out of the trees you know that wasn't what he was doing he was an aerial warrior Aerial warrior, skilled warrior, he didn't use a sword, he didn't didn't use what everybody else used, but he was really good at what God gifted him in. Listen, you don't got to be good at everything, you just got to give yourself to what God has gifted you with, and if you work your gift, God will work in your life. Come on, somebody, God will work in your life, find out what God has gifted you for, and begin to work it. Come on somebody you don't got to have all the talent you don't got to have all the degrees, but if God has gift in your life, begin to use it. I'm telling that's a word from from God for somebody in this room. You feel stuck, but you are not stuck. that was just a little spot for you to stop long enough for God to rearrange you like GPS and say hey you're going the wrong way but I got a better way for you here I'm going to direct you into a place in your life where I can bless you because sometimes we're going the wrong way sometimes we're heading down the wrong roads sometimes we're in the wrong job sometimes we're in the wrong city sometimes we're in the wrong church you got to get to an extraordinary church Stop you up, redirect you, recalibrate you, turn around and begin to go a different direction. I'm telling you right now that God has gifted everybody in this room. And you might feel stuck right now, but you get along with God and you're gifting. And you begin to work your gifting when nobody else is looking. Come on, David. Come on, David. I'm just going to work this in the background. You know what? I got uh, hired in a company, not for what I went to university for. I got hired in a company for what I practiced all by myself. I worked on graphics. I, I loved design. It was just a passion of mine. And I began to make stuff, and people began to see it. And I got hired by a big bank in, in, in Halifax, where I'm from. They tried to move me here, and I say, uh-uh. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm called by God. But you know what, what happened? I got alone with my gift, and I began to work my gift in private and try to get better at it. Watch people that can do it better than I can. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to find people that can do it better than you can. This is what, this is what David was all about. David was a really special guy because David was not a jealous guy. Don't be jealous of people. If God has given you the privilege to know people that are good at something, that means he's trying to help you. He's trying to make you better at something. Hello, somebody. Am I preaching to anybody today? God's trying to make you better. Don't be jealous of somebody that can do it better than you. Learn from them. Learn from them. See, that's why David's brothers didn't make the draft pick. The guy had like seven other brothers. He was the eighth. He was the person that was on the backside. Nobody paid attention to him. You know what I'm saying? Never paid attention to him. He was overlooked. But you know what, David? That was okay. David didn't get bitter by being overlooked. Come on, if you're not married in here today, don't be bitter. Oh, man. I feel the Holy Ghost now. Don't you dare get bitter. Don't you dare get bitter. Just determine to get better. Hey, just determine God's made me special and God has a time for my life. Well, it was worth coming out to church this morning. But I'm telling you, glory, come on. I'm telling you right now is that we got to choose in life not to become bitter. David could have easily become bitter in his life. He was overlooked. People are, are going off to war. David didn't go off to war. David wanted to go to war. In fact, he got the privilege of bringing some, some, some the Bible says some cheese and some bread. He was the first pizza boy deliverer. <laughs> a little pepperoni. <laughs> pizza boy. Delivering some cheese and some bread. That's what pizza is, right? Cheese and bread. But anyway, he's delivering some, some stuff, and you know what? He's getting a glimpse of it, but he ain't getting bitter. He's, he's getting better all the time. He's walking with God. Anybody hearing what I'm preaching today? He's getting better all the time. I'm going to tell you, this church is just going to get better better and better and better and better and better and better and better. I mean it. If you want to be blessed in your life, walk with Extraordinary Church. If you want to be blessed, walk with this church. Because it's a blessed church. It's got big ideas. And you want to be better and bigger in your life? Then you just need to keep walking with this church. And your life is going to be lifted. You may not understand everything we do, they do. You may not understand. That's okay. But just keep walking. And your life will start to make sense. It may not make sense now. But God has a plan for your life. So David is is, is raised up in the backside of a of a, we'll we'll say desert, that sounds so good, I don't know if that's the right terms, but it's pretty much what it was. David spent a lot of time alone, David did a lot of things that nobody saw, and that's what made him special, and think about the fact that, that David was called a man after God's own heart. Think about that. Of all the people in the scripture, that Jesus Christ would say that, hey, from the, Seed of David it's going to come the Messiah. David was a special man. I told you some of his qualities. David wasn't a jealous man. People were jealous of David, but David wasn't a jealous man. David was a believer in people. David drew people around him. People liked to be around David. And i got to stop here because this is the word that God gave me. People like your pastor. Just, oh, yeah. That's a good thing. Because he's not a jealous man. I know his spirit. He is not a jealous man. He's a man for the kingdom. and I'm just, I'm just telling you today. I'm going to head home, to home plate here. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up here soon. Going about 30, 35 minutes. But I want you to understand something. That God doesn't bless churches. You may say, well, I thought God blessed churches. No, God doesn't bless churches. There you go, I can stop that. There you go, praise God. God doesn't bless churches. God blesses ministries. He blesses ministries. Because you can go with the same people across town, and if you have a different ministry or minister, it may not always be the same. God wants to bless cities, But God gathers a man. God finds a man. He found a man named David. And David would lead people out to war. David was doing things honorably. He was under submission to his leader. And when you're under submission to your leader, you get anointed. That's why I say God's going to bless you. Because I can feel that you have his back. I feel that. I know that. Because you have submitted yourself to his ministry, and I can sense, that I can just feel that. You know, you can feel things. i just got to tell you something really crazy about preachers, is that when we're preaching, we can actually hear you. <laughs> we can hear you. Sometimes we can hear your spirit talking back to us. That's why sometimes we'll get fetched up, and like, I'm going to preach right here. Well, I don't feel you talking anything bad today, so you're all good. It's all good. But you know what? I feel faith in the room. I feel faith. I feel expectancy. But God blesses a man. He finds a man. And we got to get this as a church. We got to get this is that we we recognize it's just a man. But God does use a man. God does bless a a man you got to understand it because if we're going to go to the next level we got to understand that th- this is the plan of God because anointing always flows down and there'll be nobody in this church that's going to step out under from under authority and decide they're just going to be blessed all by themselves no you're not going to be blessed all by yourself you're, you're, you're going to be you're going to be pushed over into a place where you're going to wither and die because you need to be a part of a body. You need to be a part of something big. You need to connect to something bigger than yourself. And so this is David. And so this is why, as the music comes back, this is why, this is why when we open up in this scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse number 1, it says, all the tribes of Israel came to. I'll just wait, let them bring it up. I want us to see it. All the tribes of Israel came to who? David. David. God has raised up a David for Mississauga. His name. Amen. His name is Akhil Thompson. His wife. His name is Sarah. He's, he's a lover of people. He's a worshiper. He's a man of excellence, a man of integrity, a man of, of a family man. God has raised him up. But then the Bible lets us know, it says, as this begin to happen, all these people begin to gather around David, and they begin to anoint him. There's something that happens when the people begin to anoint their pastor. Make it easy for them. The Bible says that we ought to be able to pastor with joy. We're nothing special. We're nothing special. There's nothing special about us. We're just flesh. But we've received a call. Pastors have received a call. It's a very humbling task. It's a very challenging task. You wouldn't wish it upon your best friend. 100%. In fact, any great leader I know doesn't want to be in the position. If you could get out of it, you would get out of it don't want to be in that, because it's too heavy, it's too much, the burden is great. But there's something that happens when a people begin to pray for, uplift, and get behind the vision of their leader. Something beautiful happens, something beautiful happens. Now with David, the Bible says that when he went to accomplish his mission, when he went to accomplish his mission, there were some blind and some lame that didn't want David to take Jerusalem, okay? They wanted to keep him out in Hebron. There's people in your journey, in your experience, that aren't gonna want you to leave this little place. There's gonna be some people. Come on, brother, come here, in Jesus' name. His vision is beyond this place. It's beyond this place. And I'm just gonna tell you what God told me that God is going to use this man to plant churches all over the greater Toronto area God is going to use him is there anybody that's going to help him anybody that's going to help him come on is there anybody that's going to help him it's going to happen it's going to happen just be seated for a sec I want to ask this question I want to know Is there any soldiers here? Is there any people that are willing to fight for what it's going to take to get to the next level? Any prayer warriors that know how to use a a sword in prayer, don't know how to intercede, don't know how to believe for God, because you know what's going to happen when you join together with David, what's going to happen is whatever victory David gets, it's your victory. It's for you. It's for this church. It's for your families. It's for this community. It's for the nations that are inside of Toronto. We're not here patty-caking. We're here to reach the nations that are inside of Toronto. And God is going to do an extraordinary work. I'm just going to make a quick question. Is there anybody that you just feel maybe, maybe a slight call? To maybe be a preacher is there anybody like that you're not sure yet one right here one right here who else no i'm serious who else maybe it's your first time i don't care i just want to know do you feel a call to reach people and to preach the gospel is there anybody here come on come on i'm going to tell you god is going to raise up people in this church that are going to be preaching the gospel all over this city Here's the, here, here it is, I could go longer so much more I'm trying to be good I'm trying not to go over time but David wasn't born in Jerusalem hear me, hear me David was not born in Jerusalem it doesn't matter where you were born It doesn't matter if you're from here. It doesn't matter what condition in your life you were born in. It doesn't matter if you were born in poverty. It doesn't matter if you are born without a mom or a dad in your life. It doesn't matter if you are born with dysfunction. It doesn't matter where you're born. The only thing that matters is where you're headed. The Holy Ghost told me there's some people in this room have kind of disqualified yourself because of where you were born what you were born into where you came from but God has sent me here to tell somebody at extraordinary church it don't matter where where you were born how you were born the only my God the only thing that matters is where you're going Come on, God's going to use you. Come on, stand to your feet if that's for you. If you believe God's going to use you, God's got something bigger for you. Hallelujah. Son, come here for a second. You have something very strong inside of you. I don't know you, but I'm telling you, don't let the world take it from you. Don't, don't listen to me. Don't, you give it to the world don't you give it to the world don't give your talent to the world if you get skills if you get things in your life that's fine let it be a blessing to you but turn it back to the kingdom with an open hand and God is going to bless you you got something inside of you okay? and you need to connect with the man of God so the man of God can put an anointing in your life so you can do something for the kingdom you need to turn it on like you've never turned it on you need to pray like you've never prayed read the word of God like you've never read it before jesus name jesus name i'm gonna tell you because it doesn't matter where you came from i didn't grow up in church my, my dad was was an abuser he beat us he, he he rejected us he hurt us my family was full of dysfunction but look what god has done in my life look what god has done i'm not living bitter i'm living better listen to me somebody there's somebody here you don't feel you have much of a self-esteem but as of this day God is gonna transform what's inside of you God's gonna put something bigger inside of you I don't know you either but I sense the compassion of God flowing to you to you God loves you You might have brokenness in your life, but God's going to use the brokenness in your life to be a blessing to somebody else. If you've been broken, it's to be a blessing. Understand that compassion is going to flow through you because people like you need people or people like you are in the world that need what you have. They need what you have. They need what you have. I'm telling you, you're special to God. You're very special to God. Very special to God. God sees you. You're not unseen by God. God sees you. Sees you here. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta stop. You all right for a moment? You all right, church? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Here it is. The lame and the blind did not want David to get to Jerusalem. There are spirits that do not want this church to grow they're lame they're blind they're in darkness and there are things I, I was driving here and one of my gifts is a gift of discernment and I could feel just a small little inkling of a voice telling, trying to speak some things contrary to what God had put in my spirit and I began to rest with my voice and I said I don't think so devil I don't think so that's not the truth you're a liar there's some lame and there's some blind there's some people that don't have sight that you have they don't appreciate the sight that you have they're lame they don't they don't have the, the ability to, to to believe like we believe they, they just want to hinder the kingdom of God that's what the devil and his minions are up to but I'm telling you today listen listen I'm telling you today that you're on your way to Jerusalem do you know what Jerusalem was Jerusalem was a city on a hill. There was mountains. It was was a hill. There's mountains on every side. That's why you go read, I think it's Psalm 42. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole world is mountain. The joy. The joy joy of Masaga is here the joy of Masaga is in this room it is here it is mount zion on the sides of the north in the city of the great king this is the city of the great king this is the city of the great king this is the city of the great king, the the great king. here's what happened jerusalem got a name change this is the word for extraordinary church this is the word that God put in my spirit I didn't have a sermon to preach I don't preach sermons I just preach what God tells me to preach I've never preached this before this is only what God has put inside my spirit so here's the word of God y'all ready for it here's the word of God for you when David moved to Jerusalem it was no longer just Jerusalem it was the city of Akil, this is your city. This is your land, my brother. God called you from a different land, but this is your land. This is your city. Whatever you can dream of, God can do it. Whatever you can put your mind to, God can do it. Now, there's nothing special about him he's just a willing vessel don't get confused it's the office that he occupies it's the office and if you work with him he's going to believe in you pray for you invest in you and god's going to anoint you because here's what you need to know he can't do that by himself he can't contact you all on a regular basis how you doing joe how you doing bob how you doing sarah how you doing you Doing pretty good praying for you he can't do that but he needs other people that can do that for him so we can do other things but here's what I need to tell you that, that when he went there it was the city of David And this is what God put in my spirit this is the city of extraordinary church the world calls it Mississauga but God calls it the city of extraordinary church Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. As God is in the business of transforming lives. We're going to come to the altar. So much more I could say, but I got to stop saying it. But I believe this is a city of Davids right here. I believe in this church there are Davids all over this room. It's not going to stop with your pastor. He's just the beginning of it. God sent him here to get things started. But there's Davids all
0: over this room. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, ExtraordinaryChurch.ca We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at ExtraordinaryChurch.ca We'd love to hear from you.